Time now for the SCL Mortgage Show with your host, Sandy Clough, and co-host, Larry Jager. Stay tuned as we discuss everything mortgage. Educate, form, entertain. It's the SCL Mortgage Show. Now, here's your host, Sandy Clough, with mortgage industry veteran, Larry Jager. And good morning. Welcome once again to the SCL Mortgage Show. I'm Sandy Clough alongside Larry Jager, the president of SCL Mortgage. And before we uh, bring Larry in, 303-790-2222 is the number to call. If you have questions, you're looking for options, myspecialmortgage.com, of course, as always, is the website. And Larry, good morning. Great good to morning. see you again. Good as to see we, you, Sandy. As uh, we enter the month of uh, September. Uh, you were telling me before we started today that uh, you had taken a poll of your employees, and they have some good questions that customers have asked them. So why don't we spend some time at the top of the show on that, and maybe I can read the questions and have you answer the questions, oh, if that, that's that, okay. That sounds great, Sandy. That that would be really good. And I um, actually did send an email to all of our staff and the loan officers, said, what are your customers asking you? What what do they, what's on the forefront of their mind? And they came back with a lot of good questions. So I thought, what better uh, way to do this, this show, because this is what people are asking and what they want to hear about. So um, yeah, that that's a good idea. Let's let's do it. All right, we'll start with a pretty fundamental question that we address from time to time. Can I refinance to pay off student loans even after some of them have been forgiven? Well, that's pretty pro- pretty appropriate mm-hmm. question right now, right? So, yeah, that is the talk. They're they're going to spend uh, I don't know between three hundred billion and. And five hundred billion, they're going to pay off uh, a lot of debt, and and the answer is yes, you can. If some of your debt is forgiven, and I, I'm not exactly sure when that's going to happen, but uh, it looks like between ten and and twenty thousand right. dollars. So yes, if part of it's forgiven, then you certainly can refinance the rest of it. Maybe turn it into uh, a new mortgage or uh, any number of things that we can do for you, but. Um, yeah, the, the answer is simple. Yes, you surely can. All right. And here's another one that uh, certainly pertains to the present times. I know interest rates have risen a bit and home values are coming down. So should I wait to purchase a home? Uh, my opinion, the answer is no, you should not wait. Um, you know, we, we have this thing sometimes that marry the house and the rate can always be refinanced when rates come down, when they do, if they do. So <clears throat> I say right now, and I, and I can tell you, uh, like before the show, my wife and I are looking for investment properties right now. And inventory has become a little bit more. And I have seen prices come down a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit. And what I'm seeing, Sandy, is not a lot of new listings on the market, but they are people that were in the fix and flip business and got these houses really nice and pretty, all fancied up. And you could probably get a really good deal right now, I think. So because interest rates are what they are, and and I'm okay with that. You know, I've, I've seen them go up, go down all over 34 years and but I still see good values in real estate properties right now, and the rents are so high, so that's it's really easy to make the cash or the the property cash flow. 
So because there is a shortage of houses, my wife and I are aggressively looking to build another real estate portfolio. So I would say um, for those people that are want to buy, want to buy something, now's a good time. It, it really is. All right. And on the subject of home improvements, uh, here's the question. I need to do some home improvements, but I have a low interest rate on my mortgage. So what are my options? Uh, <laughs> that's a very good question right now because a lot of people refinanced in 2000 and, and uh, 2021. So, <clears throat> um, you know, we, we've seen some rates that are in the threes, maybe a little bit less, maybe a little bit more. So it's it's a valid question. Should I refinance this mortgage if I need some cash to pay off home improvements or credit cards or whatever? So the the simple answer is this, Sandy. Let's do the math. Right. So if you refinance, maybe your payment's going to go up a few hundred bucks or less than that, whatever it is. But if you're paying off credit card debt or if you're putting this money into your house, which will make the 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 home worth X amount more, then it might be a good thing to do. Or if not, then we also offer seconds and we also offer HELOCs to people that that want them. So as long as you're putting that property or that that cash into your into uh, home improvements, then it's tax deductible. So I would say let's do the math and then we know for sure. But we do have a lot of options for people that need cash today. SCL now has a full menu of bank statement loan options to serve customers. Uh, talk about that. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. So uh, actually, we do. And, you know, there was a a period in time when bank statement loans that, I mean, we've been doing them since the inception of the company. But sometimes Wall Street is a little fickle or sometimes securities are hard to pull off. So they may have lost a little bit of flavor to the Wall Street investors, but it's coming back now. And that's the good news. So uh, as of this weekend... Uh, and currently Monday, Tuesday, we're going to have a full suite of menus, a full suite of menus for all of our bank statement loans. So the FICO scores are going to come down and loan to values are going up, which is really good. And part of it is because um, Wall Street has sort of changed its tune a little bit. Like we like these loans and they always perform. So that means the guidelines can change. We will we will entertain lower FICOs. And we can entertain higher loan to values. So um, the answer is is yes. If if for those of you that are self employed and want a bank statement loan, it's a good time to have it because we got a lot of options. In layman's terms, if I'm understanding correctly, you're saying that bank statement loans are becoming more popular. Correct. Absolutely correct. Spoken like a true mortgage guy, <laughs> Sandy, that's that's correct. So, you know, it, it wasn't maybe it was to some people, but it wasn't a secret to us that during the pandemic and, and the following years that sort of the bank statement loans had to take a little bit of a backseat because uncertainty breeds lack of or breeds caution. So when there's caution, people back off and say, well, I don't know if we want to buy this type of product. So then all of a sudden the FICO scores go up and loan to value shrink, right? But now it's it's different. So um, it, it's a really good time. It, even if your FICO score may have had a, a little bit of a hit 
or maybe if you want to buy a house with a bank statement loan and you have less cash to put down, we can still look at that for you. And and you're exactly right. It's a good thing for our listeners. Your key word in what you said a few minutes ago, performance. Yes. Yes. That's the bottom line. If the loans perform well, they become more popular. Absolutely. With with everything along the way from us who originate and close these loans to the people that do securitizations or people that sell them to Wall Street, these these bank statement loans perform really, really well. You know, I used to track it for several years in, in our company, and I just haven't had the time anymore. But I don't know in the first probably two and a half, three years, I don't know that we had a 30-day late payment. So that's that's pretty darn good, right? <laughs> that speaks really, really well to our self-employed borrowers because they make their payments. And we knew they would because they've got the income, they've got the credit scores, they've got all that. Maybe they didn't show a lot of net income on their tax returns, but they have the money and they and they pay. So that's performance is the is the key. And apart from SCL, as far as you know, very few mortgage lenders are offering bank statement loan programs. You know, I that's a really interesting statement you just made, Sandy, because we all listen to the radio. You know, this show, our shows, maybe commercials. I don't know of anybody talking about bank statement loans. All, I haven't heard anybody talking about no, them. They 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 don't. I I maybe they think it's something that um is is hard for them to process or hard for them to underwrite or or whatever the case is. But we've been doing it for over seven and a half years now. We know these these loans really, really well. So um if I listen to all the people on the radio and T V, nobody talks about mm-hmm. bank statement loans except for us. But we do them, and, and we're here to help every self-employed borrower out there. More questions coming from uh, you, the customer, through the uh, loan officers at SCL Mortgage. And, of course, a little bit later on, uh, we will be getting to your customer emails, all of which have come in during the last week to SCL Mortgage. This is the SCL Mortgage Show. Sandy Clef, Larry Jager on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. And as we continue with the SCL Mortgage Show, Sandy Clef, Larry Jager, the president of SCL Mortgage, 303-790-2222. MySpecialMortgage.com is the website. More questions that have uh, come across the desks, so to speak, of your loan officers, and they've passed those questions on to you, Larry. We've addressed some already. We will continue right now. Um, if I want to purchase an investment property, we were talking about that earlier. We were. We were. Yes. How much do I need to put down? Well, you need to put 20% down. So, you know, whatever the purchase price is, factor in 20% down, and then there's usually a little bit of closing costs that, that uh, we need to take care of. But, see, non-owner-occupied residences or homes – are considered, and, and here's the reason, if you put, if you do a conventional loan um, and you're going to occupy the property, you have to put between three, three and a half or 5% down. And with an investment piece of property, you have to put more down because it's just, 
the agencies, people think it's maybe a riskier loan, so they want more skin in the game, right? So you do have to come up with that. But it's not, um, you know, the way my wife and I look at it, okay, um, and I think other people should look at it. We've got so much appreciation in our homes over these last several years. Maybe you want to take out a HELOC, and there's your 20% down. Or maybe you've got uh, in different assets that you've got that 20%. But in in my mind, these rental properties are a very, very good deal right now. Because even if you put 20% down, say this property most likely will cash flow. And the other thing is there are so many tax write-offs on these properties. You can depreciate it over 27.5 years. The interest is deductible. Any repairs you have to do, taxes, not insurance, but taxes, that's all deductible. So we did the math and thought, okay, because we can get so many deductions, I'm okay putting 20% down on the property because the equity is just sitting there. Or maybe you've got it in the bank, that 20%, but it's probably not making you any money. And why not put it into into real estate? You can make some money on it, get all these tax write-offs. And you don't have to pay the government so much money every year. So, yeah, it's it's 20% down. But, gosh, if you guys want to hear, uh, call me and, and I'll tell you and do the math for you. Because to us, my wife and I, it was a very simple decision. We have some credit card debt, as I know many people do. So what's the best way to handle that? Well, here's the deal with credit cards. Every Just about everybody's got them. And in every household, it could be fourteen thousand. I've heard seventeen thousand dollars. That's a lot of money you're spending on interest, and it's probably not cheap interest. It could be, could be fifteen percent. It could be twenty-two percent. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and if you're carrying those balances every month, you open up your statements like, okay, this month I paid five thousand, or not not five thousand, but five hundred dollars or two hundred dollars, whatever it is, you paid that much in interest. And you're probably going to pay that every month unless you can pay it off. Not everybody can pay it off. So you see those balances going up and up and up. And, you know, it, I mean, it's not a secret. We are looking at some inflation right now. Um, go to a restaurant. Go to groceries. Go to fill your car with gas. A lot of people put it on a credit card. And then at the end of the month, holy smokes, here comes this balance. So in my opinion, it's better to get rid of that balance. Maybe the interest on your on your home is deductible if you pay that off, but we that's a, a good question for an accountant. But to me, I don't like I don't like paying any interest that isn't deductible. And credit card interest is not deductible. So to me, let's get rid of that stuff. Uh, put that money back in your pocket, or or have some money in your savings or or four hundred one whatever it is. And you sleep better at night because you've got cash. Cash is, in my opinion, is always king. If we have some debt that we want to pay off, should I get a HELOC or refinance? Uh, You know what? I would say, well, we need to talk about it. Because if you're going to put money into your property, that's tax deductible. But if you're going to pay off credit card debt or other stuff like that, that's not typically not tax deductible. So I would say, uh, again, let's do the math. Maybe you don't want to let go of that payment you have right now at 
two and three quarter or three percent. But you know what? The interest on your primary residence is not that far off. So maybe your payment goes up hundred bucks, two hundred bucks, whatever it is. But if we're going to pay off seven, eight hundred dollars of debt per year, I mean per month, you're you're way ahead of the game. So it's it's simply does we have to do the math and then we know for sure. But most cases, I'm not a fan of seconds and HELOCs that are used to pay off credit credit card debt. So that's something to consider for our, for our listeners. Here's the next one. Okay, we're interested in your DSCR program. So can you explain that again? Yes, absolutely, I can. This is a really really popular program for people that want to buy real estate, like we've been talking about, or um, that you want to rent out. So there's two ways to go. You can either put all your, like all your income tax, um, I'm sorry, all your income tax, your W-2s, your pay stubs, your all that stuff with us, and we can look at a conventional loan. But if you are such that you don't show a lot of net income on your taxes, this perfect, uh, this program is perfect for that because we don't even have to qualify the person. All we do is take the rent, and if the rent is more than what the uh, the payment's going to be, we're good to go. We don't have to verify anything. So you can use this for first-time buyers. It could be Airbnb. It could be VRBO. And you can actually borrow up to $2.5 million on this program. And also the FICO scores are, are low enough, so at, at 620 and we've got 30-year fixed and 15-year fixed and uh, interest-only options available. So the DSCR is just tailor-made for people who want to buy, want to buy rental properties. <clears throat> Excellent. Finally, my roommates and I are currently renting, and our rent keeps going up. Familiar story. <laughs> Surprising. Yeah. Can we buy a house together even though we're not related? The answer is yes. Yes, you can. <laughs> You don't have to be related. First time we've had that question. That, I know. Yeah. That's a very good yeah. question. Yeah, I, I clearly get it. Um, you know, maybe there's two or three people living in a house or apartment or whatever it is. You're not related, but you both have the same goals. You want to buy a house. So that's okay. We can have two people, three people, whatever it is. Don't have to be related. Don't have to be blood relatives. You can all qualify for the loan. And then... Now you've got a mortgage which you can deduct, and you're not paying your landlord's mortgage. So absolutely, that's a very good question, and um, it's it's perfectly okay in our world. I think people need to understand that so many questions like that one that don't come up very often, uh, the answer almost always at SCO Mortgage is yes, you can do that, or we can find a way to do that. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, yeah, you're you're exactly right. So, you know, thinking about it, that's probably a good question that people have on their minds. And you, unless you're in the mortgage business, and, and you would know because we've spent five and a half years together, uh, you, you would probably know that. But for us, it's a very simple answer. Absolutely, you can buy that home. Now you've got two or three people qualifying for that mortgage, which makes it easier. And you probably have the down payment between the three, two or three of you, or maybe the parents can help. So it splits it up a little bit. And two or three people owning a house, 
um, that splits up the the mortgage payment as well. So, you know, absolutely go do it. And and there's also some things um, we we have to consult people or or talk to them because normally when you're married, Sandy, you buy a house as tenants in common, right? Right. And when you're not married, you may want to do it as um, I, I, I'm sorry, I just said it wrong. It was joint joint tenants. But if you're buying it two separate people that aren't related, then it's tenants in common, right? right? Okay. So maybe there's different percentages. Maybe there's whatever it shakes out to be. You can still do that. We just want to make sure you're taking title as the right the right entity, right? Not joint tenants, but tenants in common. All right. Very good. And we will continue on. 303-790-2222 is the number for SCO Mortgage. MySpecialMortgage.com is the website. And when we come back, Larry, as usual, has brought along a stack of customer emails. And uh, you can, of course, uh, participate. They're all emails that we receive, Larry specifically, within the last week. So they're fresh. They're contemporary, and we'll get to them next as the SCL Mortgage Show continues on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. And it's time now for our favorite segment of most weeks, right. uh, the email segment, customer emails coming in within the last week. And, of course, once again, we remind you, MySpecialMortgage.com is the website, 303-790-2222 is the phone number. And, Larry, without further ado, you've got... Uh, a batch of emails once again this week. Uh, Let's get I, to them. We do. We do. And and you're right, Sandy. I'm looking at the dates when these came in and all this week. So very fresh, very, very current. And this first email, um, I want to talk about it because this came from Sylvia, who said, need help improving my credit. So, okay. So what we now have the ability to do, Sandy, I don't know if I've mentioned this to you, but... All of our loan officers and all of our ops people are able to pull what's called a soft pull. Okay. It doesn't have to be a hard pull, which it does a couple things. One, if it's a hard pull, then, of course, it goes on on your credit, like SEL is inquired. But a soft pull does not. So many times, if, if we see an email like this from Sylvia said, need help improving my credit, we're going to do a soft pull. So that gives us two bureaus. And it does give us the FICO scores. And then we can see, Sylvia, maybe we do need to help you with your credit, or maybe it's just fine. So we, we just implemented this in the last couple of weeks. So I really, really like this. So we can see what needs help because there's two out of the three bureaus. And it also says uh, what the scores are, and it says what's potential improvement. If there's a lot of room for improvement, then we can help. And we know how to do that. And if the situation arises that we need to bring in our industry partner, Riverstone Law, they are ex- they are experts at this. So we've got we've got a lot of ways to help you, Sylvia, and we're um, we're more than happy to do that. Thank you for the email. Okay, this is from Ivan, who said just very simply, interested in a VA loan. Well, okay, Ivan, we've got those and. Um, uh, good for you. I, I appreciate your service to our country. I uh, did the same thing quite a number of years ago, but I'm very proud of that, and uh, and I'm sure you are as well. So that means you have a certificate of eligibility, and we can get you a VA loan. 
which VA loans have a lot of um, a lot of benefits to them. One, you don't have to put any money down, and the loan amounts have gone up, so you could actually borrow a million dollars without having to put any money down. So, <clears throat> not that you're interested in that much loan, but whatever the case is, Ivan, uh, we've got those loans. The interest rates are good. the The underwriting guidelines are a little bit more lenient. So. Um, uh, you know what? I appreciate the email, Ivan. I'm sure a loan officer has already contacted you, but we're going to talk to you about a VA loan. So thank you. Uh, okay, this is from Norman, who said, uh, looking to purchase a home shortly. I'm self-employed, and I've just been turned down from two banks, he says. And they said they did not do bank statement loans. Well, <clears throat> I knew that already, Norman, <laughs> but that's okay. I, I, I'm we sorry. We don't know of any banks that do bank statements. No, no, I, I, I've never heard of one in, in 35 years or 30, 34 years I've been doing this. So you've come to the right place, Norman. Uh, we're going to help you out with a bank statement loan. He does show that he shows little income on his tax returns, which is always the case. And that's why we created, or we didn't create, but this program was introduced to the country about seven and a half years ago. And it's been... But you popularized it. Oh, uh, we sure have. You you, and now, Wall us, Street has caught on, as yeah. we were discussing earlier. They like these loans mm-hmm. because they perform. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, and, Sandy, I think because of you and I talking about these just mm-hmm. about every Saturday, they have popularized or... Good for us, good for our customers, and um, good for all the people involved in these loans. So, Norman, I um, I thank you for the email. So, okay, so, Sandy, we have one from Raul who said, we have heard you talk about making us a cash buyer on our very first house. Is this for first-time, first-time buyers only or for a second or third? And we enjoy your show. Well, thank you for uh, being a listener, Raul. So, <clears throat> yes, we do have this program that uh, has not been around or n- not been with us very long, but we really, really like it because if you're, uh, you are a first-time home buyer and maybe you're having a hard time getting your, your offer accepted, <clears throat> excuse me, because there are cash buyers out there that can close in 10 days. Well, this is exactly the same as our program. Um, <clears throat> we're going to get you pre-approved, and then we're going to um, know, verify your assets and, and, the, and the closing costs. And then we have a way to make you a cash buyer. And then it's, it's, it's more, there's more to it than, than I have time to talk about on the radio, but it's a really, really cool program. We have this and we also have our, our uh, banks, or, I'm sorry, our down payment assistance program, and we have our bridge loan program. So um, <clears throat> I appreciate you listening, Raul. So uh, this is from Henry, who said, since, oh, said we have, I'm sorry, we have been trying to buy a house, but have been beaten out with cash offers. And <laughs> that's just what we were talking about. They said they can close in 10 days. So, yes, it's possible, and I know that for a fact because my wife and I went through this, and we were beaten out twice by cash buyers. 
So we did the very same thing as our program now offers. So we have since turned ourselves into a cash buyer. So if you go to buy a house, let's say it's listed for $500,000, and there's a bunch of offers on the table, I'll close in 30 days, and I have the down payment, and I have all that. Or if there's one offer or two that stands out like, I have cash, and I can close in 10 days. That's a pretty strong offer, and that offer will likely get the property. So <clears throat> we can do this for you, Henry. So um, I'm sure you've talked to a loan officer, so thanks again for the email. Okay, uh, Connie said, we have heard your show on 104.3 on Saturdays and have some questions about credit reports, and we heard you talk about, talk about a soft pull. Can Anello call us? So absolutely, they have, Connie, and, and I'm, I'm sure they have already. But there's there's a lot of things about a soft pull that are really beneficial to you. One, we can see your credit and tell if it's it's really good, if it needs some help or whatever the case. And it doesn't go, it, it's not a hard inquiry on your credit. And then if you're ready to go forward with the loan, then we turn that into a hard pull. And there's other other things we like about this, um, Connie, because there are things out there called trigger leads, okay. and I am really, really set against these. But what it is is the, the bureaus will sell trigger, trigger leads to different mortgage companies, and there's a whole profile about the person. So they your phone will probably blow up for a while. So... <clears throat> um, that's not really a good thing, but our loan officer is going to tell you all about that and how to um, avoid that from happening. Okay. Uh, do we have time for another one, Sandy? We've got time for one more. Okay. So this is from Troy. He said, I have a different kind of question. Oh, are you hiring loan officers? <laughs> <laughs> that is a different well, kind of question. Well, Troy, um, yes, in fact, we are. We're always looking for good people. And um, hopefully, uh, maybe you've got some mortgage experience, and maybe you're brand new to the industry, which we would have to spend some time training you because we do have a lot of programs. But we're always looking for for people with good work habits, people that want to help people, and people that really love this business. And we're going to ask you why you want this business and why do you want SEL. So. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Give um, give us a call. Or actually, he's got his number here so we can call him. So um, we are hiring loan officers, and, and now's a good time to do it. Very good. And we want to thank all of our email customers this week, as it were. Sylvia, Ivan, Norman, Raul, Henry, Connie, and Troy. We'll have a fresh batch of emails next week to present as we continue now with uh, the SCL Mortgage Show, and we have more questions still. We do. That were basically submitted through loan officers from customers, apart from our emails, and they're questions that especially apply to what is happening or not happening on the mortgage scene right now. And we'll get to more of those questions next as the SCL Mortgage Show continues on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. And as we close out for another Saturday morning here on the SCL Mortgage Show, Sandy Clef with Larry Jager, the president of SCL Mortgage. We broadcast every Saturday morning between 7 and 8 right here on Denver Sports Station, 
104.3 The Fan. We'll get to more of these questions. We've spent uh, most of the show talking about questions submitted through loan officers by customers who uh, I think probably have per capita uh, more questions maybe at this time of year than they've had uh, in in quite a few years. And yes. uh, you have been able to answer, as always, uh, succinctly and understandably. Uh, can I get an FHA loan with a 580 FICO score? That's the next question. That's and the we've question. talked about 580 FICO scores as opposed to 620, right. which is what many banks, if not all banks, require. Uh, you're, you're absolutely right, Sandy. <clears throat> That's called a credit overlay. So FHA, per se, does not have credit overlays. If we submit a file for a, what we call a DU finding, and if it has a 580 FICO score and we get an approved eligible, we're good to go. But we're going to do a couple of things. And, and, and I, I really like these questions, Sandy, because it's kind of like we're taking a bunch of caller questions that have these answers. And, and they're coming from our customers via our loan officers to me. So it's like answering a caller question. So can you get a FICO score, of an FHA um, loan with a FICO score of 580? And the answer is yes, you can, because we don't have any credit overlays. But I would also say that maybe we should take a look at it. And if we can improve your FICO score, that's what we want to do for you. And and it, maybe it gets you a better rate. Maybe it gets a, a, a whatever. So that's that's part of what we do for you. And And obviously, there's no cost to it. But if we can help you with that then we're absolutely going to do it. <clears throat> Lots of people are talking about VA loans. Yes. How high can we go as a company on jumbo loans? You know what? Uh, VA has made some changes. Uh, one, I'll, I'll address VA and then also on jumbos. On jumbos, we can go up to $3 million um, on a jumbo loan. And VA, you can go as high as one5 No, I'm sorry. It just changed. It's now $2 million on a VA loan. So, you know, not all houses are are that expensive, but if you want it and can can afford it, then then good for you. But yes, there's a lot of talk these days about VA loans. One, because VA has more lenient underwriting guidelines, and you don't have to put any money down as a VA, as a veteran. And that used to be that VA would go along with the conforming loan amount in each county. But now it's different. Now we can go up to much higher loan amounts. And uh, that's a that's a really good question. So um, I'm, I'm sure uh, a loan officers talk to you. But, um, yeah, we, we can address that. My friend has an investment property that she rents out through VRBO. So can SCL provide financing for those? That's another great question. And um, we talked about it earlier in the, in the show. We have a, um, what's called a DSCR program that absolutely you can rent that place out. You can, you can do it VRBO. You can do it Airbnb, whatever you want to do. And, and you know what? Some of those are really, really good programs. I have a friend um, who has a, <clears throat> excuse me, a, um, a nice house in Breckenridge 
that he rents out and he makes really, really good money on it. So that can be a really good investment for you. And we do offer those programs at SCL. So very good question, Sandy. Larry, does SCL do land loans? And if so, how much time do I have to build? You know, that has changed as well, Sandy. It used to be, well, we've, we've done land loans for, uh, for quite a while. And usually there was a um, kind of a clause in there that we wanted the homeowner to build within a year. But now that's gone away. So as long as you make your payments on it, you can build whenever you want to. So the question is, do you offer land loans? Yes, we do. Uh, the terms are very favorable right now. The, the down payment can be as little as 20%. And if you have that aspiration, like you want to buy five acres or 10 acres or even as much as 50 acres, and you want to build later, that's perfectly okay. We, uh, we do offer those loans. And when you're ready to build, we can talk to you about a construction loan and about a permanent loan. So good question. And finally, Larry, are you able to check someone's credit without affecting their FICO score? And we've kind of touched yeah. on that idea. Um, and, and I know that makes people nervous. I, I hear that sort of question a lot. Yeah. As you're checking somebody's credit score, it affects it adversely. It, it, it can. Say, if you were to apply to you know, several different mortgage companies in, in, with the fact of getting a home loan, um, that could have a negative effect on your credit. So I, I would limit that to if you want to shop and you want to give somebody your FICO score or your uh, Social Security numbers, I would limit that to X number of people, maybe two, maybe three. But SCL has the ability to do what we call a soft pull, like we if you didn't hear about it earlier in the show, where we will get uh, two out of the three bureaus, and it's called a soft pull, so it does not affect your score. It does not affect your score, and it won't even show as an inquiry. Right. So that, But you that, mentioned the hard pull would show up as an inquiry. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. And if if we go the next step to a hard pull, and then we'll talk about that. And, and again, it's just one really doesn't have any effect on you. Um, if you're going to go out and really, really shop the loan, that may be another situation. Right. right. But um, I, I like these soft pulls a lot. So for a lot of reasons. And again, to, to emphasize the point, <clears throat> you do a soft pull, you get an idea whether the credit score is adequate. Yes. Or not. Yeah, exactly. Right. And it doesn't affect the uh, FICO score at all. So when it's time to do the hard pull, you have a pretty good idea. Yeah, we do. The, the credit score being adequate, you know, close to got, adequate, yes. inadequate. Yeah, a- a- absolutely. If if we have a credit score in the, you know, plus 700s, we know the other bureau is going to be very much the same. So we're, we're good to go. If we have a credit score in, the, let's say, the low sixes or maybe the high fives, so we don't know what the other bureau will do. But here's a chance for us to help the, the customer in, in getting their credit scores up because it will tell us what to do and how to do it. And then there's, there's ways we know that we can help people. And there's so many different ways that maybe it's um, – you're a cosigner on a loan or you're any any number of things that we can void or or help people to get your credit scores up. So uh, 
Soft pulls, uh, we've recently introduced them over the last month, and and they're um, they're good for us and good for our customers. Well, we've had uh, quite a few opportunities to talk about this right, right. today, and I think it's the first show where we've had that chance. And yeah. it's good, again, uh, speaking to the idea that uh, you're innovating all the time. You're tweaking programs, you're adding programs, and I think that leads to more uh, questions coming in, and they're questions you mm-hmm. can answer, and you're always presenting options to people. And uh, it's uh, good to know the terminology, and we found over the years that our audience uh, keeps up to date <laughs> on uh, they do. They some do. of these terms that uh, if they weren't listening regularly, they wouldn't be familiar with. You know, we have so many acronyms in this business with DTI and yeah. LTV and soft pulls and hard pulls and all this stuff, and it's it's really hard. But you've seen, as well as I have, Sandy, over the, the course of five and a half years, our customers are now referring to bank statement loans or DCR, D, D, DSCR, or or DTI or any of that stuff. So it's, it's really refreshing that um, our, our listeners are that in tune to what's happening in the mortgage business. All right. We don't have a football game for the first time uh, right. uh, here in about a month uh, coming up uh, uh, this weekend, uh, at least not an NFL game. We've been able to talk about the Broncos, who are still uh, roughly nine days from playing right. their uh, opening game of the season. Uh, very interesting week with all the roster maneuverings and the initial cut down and then some of the additions and subtractions uh, that were made uh, after that. But uh, this was it's the week, almost here. Wasn't it? It was this week. Yes. Um, when? Tuesday they had to Tuesday get to 53. Tuesday they had to get down to 53. But even they said, and this is something that would have been verboten 40 years ago, to talk about, well, yes, we released some players, but we're going to bring them back. <laughs> because uh, veterans aren't subject to waivers. And oh, right, right. If there is a wink-wink or sort of a handshake deal, hey, we're going to cut you, ask you to take one for uh, the team, cut or release, as it would apply to a veteran, Right. Uh, we'll sign you back tomorrow because we got a couple of guys we got to put on the injured list. But if we put them on the injured list today, they can't play this year. If we wait until Wednesday and do it, we can put them on what they call short-term injured reserve, which is four weeks. I didn't know that. Not four months. You would would know that. And I'm trying to think of the – K.J. Hamler, was possibly he going on the reserve – or the injured reserve? He he did not, but at one point in camp, it seemed possible that he might. Oh, okay. But uh, he's proven that – uh, he is ready. Uh, so uh, uh, they go in with pretty much a healthy roster. Okay, good. Unless good. somebody gets hurt on the practice field this week, and that's somewhat unlikely. I right. won't <laughs> rule it out entirely. But uh, in fairness to their coaching staff, uh, they got through camp with one major season-ending injury to a player of consequence, and that was the knee injury, uh, yeah. the ACL tear. Uh, suffered by Tim Patrick, but otherwise they have a squad that's either pretty much healthy right now or will be completely healthy with the roster they want inside of the next month. But uh, we've talked a lot about it. The first month's very important. 
to this team's fortunes. Oh, they yeah. should win uh, at least three of their first four. You would think they'd win their first two fairly yeah. handily, but handily or not, all that matters is that they win the games, but it's important that they win them and hit the ground running, right. which actually has happened far more often than not, even in the last six years when they haven't made the playoffs in the last five years, they've had losing seasons. So we can get carried away with good starts, but this year with the schedule, it's they pretty have to favorable. Have it's pretty favorable. Uh, Early my, on, my son and is. I are going to the San Francisco game, which, which is really the home opener. Uh, that's right, uh, the yeah. real home opener. Last year we called it uh, uh, two point oh <laughs> uh, after the Jets game, which right. was really no contest when they played the Baltimore Ravens. Hopefully, the uh, outcome this year will be a little different uh, than it was last year with Baltimore when the San Francisco 49ers come to town. But, uh, Larry, again, I want to thank you for your time today. Really appreciate it. I, I, I very much look forward to this every, um, every day. And um, now my wife and I are going to the mountains. All right. Very good. Have a safe trip. <laughs> thank you. And we'll see you next Saturday on uh, September 10th. Holiday weekend, of course. Yep. And uh, the start of uh, uh, the National Football League season uh, coming up. And uh, we will continue with the SCL Mortgage Show next Saturday morning at 7, right back here on Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan. Thanks for listening to the SEL Mortgage Show with Sandy Clough and mortgage expert Larry Jager. If you missed a portion of the show or want to listen to the program again, listen to podcasts at the SCLMortgageShow.com. Questions or assistance with a loan? Call their main office in Denver at 303-790-2222 or online at MySpecialMortgage.com, NMLS, 120 